0: you, what's happening?
1: Hey, what's good, P. What's good, my boy? How's life treating you this morning? Man, life is treating me outstanding, my man. How about yourself? I'm good, man. It's a little earlier than we normally get on the podcast, but it is what it is. <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. Up and out, up and handling business already, man. So. And, yeah. You know we can get we can get multiple things done. We multitasking today,
0: most definitely. And with that, we have our
1: guest. Well, first of all, welcome to the
0: Ball and Gym podcast. I'm Prentice Bedford with Ball and Prep. I'm Camilo Williams with Gyms in the Gym. We would like to welcome Coach Lee. Coach Lee, how do you say your last name? I don't want to mess it up.
2: Ose. Uh, Ose.
0: From Saint, is it Saint FX? Is that how you say that? Yeah, It's
2: Saint Francis. St. Francis Xavier University, but short form is Saint Effect. Right. Okay. Tell, tell, tell the people where you're from. Uh, I'm I'm from Toronto, Canada, and uh, I play ball down here. Uh, and uh, I was fortunate enough to um, get a couple of scholarship op- offers coming up. So I I, I played at uh, the U in Florida under Katie Meyer. Ah, I was there for a year. The U. And, uh, and then I spent <laughs> The U. You know. Did you just throw uh, it up? Did you throw to, it up, coach?
0: Yes, she, I, yes, did. I did. I did. I
2: made some <laughs> amazing, amazing connections, and uh, and then I, I was at a uh, TBCC in Texas. Um, shout out to Shannon Bobbitt, She got me over there uh, with some with, with and I was there with some former Canadian teammates. And then uh, and I ended up uh, deciding to come back home uh, to Canada to finish my education out here. And so now I'm blessed. I coach at the Canadian university level. It's called uh, U Sports. And uh, we have about 47, 48 teams across uh, Canada. Okay. That's
1: what's up right there.
2: Now,
1: well, you said, wait, 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 40, you said how many teams? And what level
2: is that? Uh, ju- just under just under 50 teams at the university level. And we have a college system as well. So it's called U-Sports. Uh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I just want to make sure I, <laughs> I heard that. So is that, so U-Sports, is that like the sanctioning body for these almost 50 schools? It is. It is. So across all of our provinces, so we have four conferences at the Canadian university level. Uh, So it's the Atlantic uh, Conference, the Canada West Conference, the Ontario uh, Conference, and then RSCQ, which is like Quebec, uh, which is like a French-speaking, the French-speaking provinces. So we got four conferences and there's a different amount of teams in each. The Ontario area, uh, where Toronto is, uh, which produces a lot of a lot of athletes. Uh, they have the most teams because uh, they they got a they got a, a lot of people down there.
1: Okay, okay. I because you know what, one of my former players, and Apprentice, you know her now. She's a pro player now. Uh, her name is Fatima A. She oh yeah. Went up to, she went up to play up up in Canada. Uh, yeah. It was it was it was it was some years back. She had a great experience. Great
2: experience. That's right. That, and she, isn't she with uh, the Golden State Warriors? She does some stuff. With, uh, yes. yes, I know Fatima. Yeah. Yes. 15,
1: Ryerson, uh, that's right. I've known since she was nine Small world <laughs> she wow. that's, that's crazy <laughs> that's, that's my home, girl. That's my home yeah, girl You know what If you say hey man A guy named Cameo said to call you Fatty That's her nickname she Know she's little, <laughs> know she's small yeah. Like people have called her Fatty Since she was since she was nine to ten years old When I say she's outstanding She is outstanding like That's outstanding it. as a person, her work ethic yeah. is crazy. When you say you can develop into a professional, which mm-hmm. I didn't truly really think you could truly develop into a professional, mm-hmm. Fatty has developed into a legit professional. Like, <laughs> like yes, I like Yeah, so, so when you mentioned the colleges, it gave me an opportunity to really kind of think about it. And you guys play five years instead of four. Is that
2: correct? Do I have that right? That's right. We got five years, and and uh, we also have like a potential, like not everywhere in Canada, but like in some of the bigger places, you could do five years of high school as well. Uh, so we get five years, and what happens is, uh, let's say we have a kid who goes down south and plays uh, D1 or JUCO or NIA or okay. anything like that. Define down south. You mean the, like in U.S. in the United States? Uh, yes, I mean in the United States. Okay. That's All right. right. Uh, so if if we get a kid come here, whether they're from Canada or whether they're American, and they come. Before they grad, before they graduate, they get to play their five years. Um, but if they, but if they come after they graduate, then they, won't, then they're not allowed to play. Years ago, I would say less than, less than a decade ago, there was a rule that if you went to the United States and came back, you had to sit a year. Um, but what happened is we had, we had a, you know, like it. Part of trying to help our student athletes is being able to make sure they have a home. So now, when you come, you don't have to sit out. Uh, you could play right away in multiple ways. Okay. so Ooh. yeah so that's so, pretty good.
0: So what's the third, what's the current state of affairs
2: up that way? Ah uh, so right now, our governing body uh, has has kind of laid down the law in terms of recruiting and uh, what they said is you know they pretty much put a uh, a, a suspension on on you know recruiting uh, specifically uh, sanctioning visits and organizing visits, but we could do everything else. The rules, the rules down here are a lot more lax. Our governing body really just controls um, whether or not we have a national championship. So that's what the conversation is. Is there going to be a national championship um, at the end of March uh, or mid-March? Uh, and then they've left it to the four conferences to govern uh, how they want the fall to look uh, un- under the pretense of how each province opens up. So we, we have provinces down here instead of states. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Like we're in a smaller conference and we're in remote areas, so like in our in our province of Nova Scotia, which is where uh, my school is located, we're pretty we're pretty good in terms of COVID. Like we have some we have some provinces uh, on the east coast of Canada that have like zero cases of COVID, or they have like they've had like less than ten since all this has started. So, wow. um, we're we're smaller schools. Um, some of some of the small schools rely on international tuition. Uh, and, you know, the reality is some small schools out here won't survive doing a year online. So there's a lot of contingency plans in place. Uh, mm. to do half online, half in person. Uh, right now, the appetite for coaches is to do a 14 game season uh, starting in January as like a worst case scenario. But mm. uh, they, they've left it at each conference to govern it. And then and then new sports is going to let us know whether there'll be a national championship or not.
0: And you don't have that many cases, so that I can see where they they get them back in the gym
2: as soon as possible if you don't have that many cases. Yeah, they're all being careful. I mean, like in Ontario, it's pretty bad. Like Ontario's probably one of the worst because they got so many people and they got tons of cases. They, they've, they've got like, you know, like 10 times... 20 times the amount of cases. So, it's definitely not something that could be decided uh by the federal government. So, they le- they've left right. each, each province to work on how they want to open. Kind of like how they how Trump was saying, you know, governors can can decide when you're going to open. It's kind of like that down here too. So, we so in we've got those phases.
0: So, Ontario's close to in Ontario one of the places where the uh where they have like a port of entry cuz I know Ontario's right next to Michigan, Detroit, isn't it? Um.
2: Yeah, you could get. You could drive to the Michigan border, or you could drive to the New York border. Right. Uh, that's from, what I thought. From, so from, that's, yeah. why, that's probably why i so Ontario getting hit so hard. There's y'all. a lot of cases. Cause Michigan uh, has Florida. a lot of
0: cases. Yeah, yeah. and then yes, you got Vancouver.
2: Do. Uh, Vancouver is close is is closer closest to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then right. we got Halifax, so people can fly into Halifax, which is where I am on the East Coast. But Ontario definitely is that is that hub for sure. That's yeah. where everybody has to transfer, you know, to to get everywhere else. Right,
1: right. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
2: and anyway, what? And from if I if I'm going
1: from Michigan, you know. The one thing about the ball and gym podcast, we be well, I to <laughs> tell you, geographical thing. So, 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 if I am say I'm in, uh, in in northern Michigan, like Detroit, mm-hmm. I could drive in like three and a half hours, maybe, to
2: get to yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for sure. Easy, I mean, easy. I mean, right now the borders are closed, even even between provinces. Right, but, but just yeah, warm. normally you could drive, and that and that's usually when we do our AU. Like, it's like, you know, a lot of the drivable places, that's where people are really trying to go. And then the bigger name events is where Canadians and Canadian teams try to get to, you know, the USJNs, the Williams and so forth. Those are like, you know, like you really get ready for those. But the Detroit's are pretty easy. Uh, In recent years, uh, we've had like a lot of our prep school programs, even during the season, drive down and do kind of unofficial visits with their team and stuff like that. So that's, it's really convenient once it's a drivable distance. On the East Coast, where I'm located, we're closer to um, Maine, and uh, so so okay. it's about seven or eight hours. So we got one team, one kind of prep school team that kind of drives out that way. But yeah, mostly it's the New York and Detroit borders that people are driving in from. Okay, okay. Hey,
0: let's look. look oh no, I'm, I'm, let's talk about some of the uh, some of the uh, upcoming rising seniors and prospects. I know we had a couple For that's sure. about to commit today: uh, Cheyenne and and, and Letitia supposed to commit tonight so what else you got going over that way
2: yeah so uh so it's latasha Lattimore. uh that's that's my that's my young girl so both of those young women outstanding I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with them before i was before i got in this position i was doing a lot of stuff at the youth levels coaching prep was right. on here and stuff like yep. that so they they commit at 9 p.m tonight and uh um you know so that's gonna be on their ig and stuff uh in so terms
0: why of- not well, Hold on, why 9 p.m
2: I'm just curious <laughs> you know what i'm not sure myself i was talking, to, I was talking to i've been teasing them a little bit right because it's like you know you know you know how it is with the recruiting right it's like it's yeah. it's, a, it's a big deal for the kids though we understand and stuff so they you know i said what time what time and she said you know they, they're talking about 9 p.m so they're pretty pumped up and they're and they're best friends so they want the best for each right. other right, um right. A, we'll a, have a, on the podcast tomorrow. tomorrow oh, morning. cool. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, A couple of kids who also committed this year um, uh, as 2020s is uh, probably our most notable seniors. Uh, We have uh, Aliyah Edwards, who's going to UConn, and uh, she's a great kid. And then um, Marissa Marissa Russell is going to Louisville. uh, Right, right. And then probably our top point guard is uh, uh, Sarah Tebiasu. She's going to VCU. So those are kind of like the top 2020s that came up. We we got a lot of rising seniors. Uh, there's a lot going on even right now. Uh, in the past few days, there was the announcement of a of a new coaching staff, um, and they'll, uh, for a new prep school that's that's open up. But, but a few kids that a few kids that you wanna that you wanna look out for if you aren't already, uh, Lamaya Hilton um, is a will be a junior. Um, we have uh, Sarah Ba, uh, Iseline Alexander. Uh, she recently just committed to Michigan State. Izzy Zingaro, Uh she committed to Iowa State uh, um, uh, about a month ago. Uh,
1: this is known as heat, people. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, as that, heat. That, let me get that fire,
2: baby. We had two kids at uh, Hamilton Heights Christian Academy, Tanea Hilton and Lachey Dwyer. They're, they're, they're two yes, rising yeah. seniors. So they're going to have a ton of recruitment come their way, and I can't really spill the beans, but uh, um, there's going to be a lot of movement in terms of where kids are at uh, at the Canadian uh, level. So, and I think COVID obviously is playing a part in that, but uh, those are some of the names, and there's so many, there's so many young kids you got coming up too. Like, I, I mean, it's way too many to name. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, <laughs> and
0: that one of the we're going to say like, them. We're going to talk about that
2: later. We're going we're to get them in our uh, ball and gems uh, Scout
0: report. Oh no! Perfect. Don't get them up right now. We're gonna say
2: them. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Okay, cool. They only <laughs> little, They need. They need to pay for that.
2: Yeah, you know. <laughs> it, them- it's it's funny because you know usually like at the D1 level, for example, you got so many coaches like fighting after certain kids, like you know small fish, big pond, or you know if a kid wants right. to go high major in Canada. like, for me, I'm in a I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a you know I'm in a different kind of position because I have a, a lot of good relationships with Division one coaches just from. My coaching and my playing before I got to this level. So when I see a kid, you know, I get calls all the time. Hey, Coach Lee. hey, who we got to look out for? Who's the next one? You know what I mean? So it's it's, it's funny because it's like it kind of sounds counterproductive. Uh, why would I? Why would I as a Canadian coach be be giving up? Uh, you know, Canadian prospects. But it's all about what's best for the kids. Um, right, and right. just as a right. FYI, you know, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of kids that. You know, each year they they travel to the United States and they're right back. Uh, I'm talking less than a year, less than two years. So uh, it's so important. Uh, and and I have and I have a, a bunch of experience in recruitment consulting just from having played at the BCS level, the JUCO level, and the Canadian level. Um, you know, fit is everything, and uh, obviously the prestige. If you can imagine being a Canadian, you wanna you wanna say, hey, I'm I'm going to the states, and sometimes going to like you know like a D3 school that they never visited, just to say, I went to the States, sometimes that's enough. You know what I mean? So um, the the focus now is on education and uh, like not only in terms of educating the kids on the process, but also being realistic about where your fit is so um there's a t-
1: that, hey coach that's so that's so important are you finding those are tough conversations not for us to 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 do but for people to receive
2: oh man. like
1: hey we believe this is where you are without being a considered a hater or oh, a dream man. killer like we're just trying to educate yeah you.
2: it's it's honestly it, it is a tough conversation but it's a real one like we get kids who play who are playing au from seventh grade and, they, and they'll end up at the end of their fifth year not having an opportunity right and so and then you know and then but you always want the opportunity so what what we have to acknowledge and respect is like the opportunity to play uh, as a fully scholarship athlete is something that we can't provide in Canada now there's there's ways that on the men's side between alumni you know people given who are alumni or you know fundraising like if you're a big time program you know you might be able to create some grants and stuff but on average we don't we don't have the budgets that United uh, schools in the United States do so we don't actually give full scholarships and that's you know that's a it's a big part of the uh, a big part of the equation so um there right. yeah so right. okay. i mean it, it but in terms of you know just telling kids where they're at yeah i mean you know sometimes that's just the dream to say hey i signed and i went d1 and that, and you know it's been about prestige for a very long time i would say the past the past 6 or 7 years though like we've had a lot of kids um, who who started to really like look at way their options and say what's the best fit for me you know this isn't really about me just showing out and saying I did it you know I, I made I achieved that goal you know uh, and I was that I was that kind of kid too right. when I was coming up I didn't even consider playing down here I didn't even know how to apply for school down here for me the goal was the goal wow. was the one so for Canadians it's a different kind of mindset when you feel like you're being judged on you know whether or not you get an offer or not by the end of your five years
1: right Wow, that's deep. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like you—you you dropping some some yes, yes. today, and we, and we love, <laughs> yeah, <it>. buddy. Like, <laughs> we, we yeah. are definitely, you know, here here for this. Seeing the the Canadians, uh, obviously, we just want them successful, people. right? I don't care what it goes through in Canada. Coming here, whatever okay. that fit is, so um, probably, and, and and you guys could can speak on it. And obviously, you definitely can speak on it better than me. Um, it begins in the in the early stages of who do you have in your circle to tr- that you yes. trust? That right in terms of no ulterior motives, they're they're legitimately here to kind of help, kind of right. guide you, advocate for you versus advocating for a level. Absolutely, mm, absolutely, absolute. right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's two different things, yeah, right? And I hope everybody understands yeah, There's some people that, that missed it. There's, there's, <laughs> there's being honest has been an advocate for you, but not advocate for a level, mm-hmm. right? And I hope people really understand that when you can have someone that can advocate for you that yeah. you trust, that is honest, then you know that kind of helps the whole entire process for you to be able to
2: find. Absolutely, and uh, and the kids and families that are in that situation, like they're they're blessed, you know what I mean, because they already know they have someone genuine in their corner. You know, and I think it's tough when you grow up in an area where maybe you don't have, you know, uh, coaches who have connections or former players who come back and find a way to give back from a genuine standpoint. Um, because there's not a lot of money, unfortunately, and in sport industry in Canada, and, and specifically with basketball, we have a lot of parents who coach. So because of that, the politics and stuff plays out, unfortunately. And so, um, again, we, we have come a ways. We've come a ways with our national program and our provincial programs. We've come away. Uh, with just developing different kinds of teams that can now go and compete on the AU circuit. You know, when I was coming up you played for one of two teams, you know, that's all, you know, because they were the only two options. And now kids got so kids got so many opportunities. Right. And so, um, we're definitely right. we're definitely behind the eight ball and i don't know if we're ever going to get there because again you know it all comes down to the dollars right you like and i was listening to one of your former podcasts and you guys were talking about just you know football and the money that it brings in basketball and it's just not the same up here you know i i didn't go to a tailgate until i was at miami and i was like tailgate what's that you know what i mean like that, that that's <laughs> right, right. like we don't know what that <laughs> is you know I've, I've never been to a To a to a a, a Canadian football game, and it was just it's just crazy to see you know when you're a Canadian or you're international and you see the traditions that are in the in United uh, United Sports uh, sorry United States in terms of the sports it's uh you know it's really interesting to see you know and so the opposite side of that is there's a lot of challenges that kids. And families don't really understand when they're going through that process because you come in and you know you don't have a social security number, you don't have a bank account, you know you talk different, you know what I mean? Like there's all these challenges wow. that that they're a very real part of, you know. Um, you sound American to me. Living living that living that <laughs> experience, yeah. So I mean, it's just right. I think I think the advice, uh, just just like what you were talking about, Cameo, like the advice that you get, and just having people in your corner that are genuine. You know, like it, it really, really matters, you know. Um so yeah, that's that's kinda how it how it is. Hey, can you talk what? about the uh the cross border war games and what kind of exposure that that helps for both sides? Oh man, so the cross border war games, man, this year was gonna be crazy. This year was gonna be crazy. So we would have been going into what, Prentice, our fourth year of running it? Fourth year. Would have been mm-hmm. fourth year running it. Yeah. So Prentice was able to hook up. With, um, with with uh, some, some organizations down here in Canada. And, you know, for years and years, we've looked at, um, you know, the McDonald's All-American Games and the Jordan brand, and there has been no uh, equivalent of that, you know, in Canada, and especially on the female side, you know, there's been very limited stuff on the men's side. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity for us to have an event where we're bringing the top Canadians and to play against the top uh, American kids I mean, you know, it's it's been crazy, uh, and uh, you know, like, it feels like just yesterday we we were doing a second one, you know, and and we had big time right? kids in a building. We had a dunk contest. Games are really competitive. Um, so last year we held it at uh, Crestwood, um, and it was it was a great venue mm. because it was the first year that we held it in Toronto. So it was very easily accessible. Right. Um, fan support was crazy. Parents. Either drove up or flew up. Uh, I think there was something like what, 12, 14 states uh, represented. Yeah, practices.
0: oh, at least. Yeah, at least. At it least. Was an, you know, Probably it was more than that. Yeah, like that's, what, that's what I said, at
2: least. Yeah, it was an amazing yeah. experience. So we were really looking forward to running it this year. So we're hoping we can get back to business as usual for next year. And now, a lot of our top Canadian prospects are eyeing that event. the you know, Lee, what's going on? Is it happening? You know? And so obviously COVID has uh, stifled that for this year, but I think next year's is, going to be crazy because uh, like, again, that, that yeah. 2021 class, uh, we, we got, a, we got
1: this we man. Got we, coming, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we're, and we're going to definitely, um, some of the up and coming, the rising 21s, mm-hmm. um, We're definitely going to be able to highlight them on the Ball and gems report um, that we've seen, that you know, Mm -hmm. and so we're definitely still trying, because the games didn't happen this year does not mean that we're not going to still be working, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, hand, hand in hand, you know, for them and for you guys to still even bridge that gap even more, so Hey, Pete, tell them we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> oh, no, we ain't going nowhere. We're here, baby. <laughs> you already know. you
0: already know we here.
1: <laughs> hey,
0: that's why she's on the
1: podcast. That's my girl. That's what's mm-hmm. up. We, we ain't going nowhere. You know, so I'm um, just kind of going going forward, Coach, just kind of, um, just your opinion. Obviously, none of us know factually what will go on mm-hmm. for sure, but in your opinion, do you anticipate, you know, the high school seasons? um going on just kind of what, what do you foresee for the fall winter uh up um, there?
2: honestly i think there's going to be a big push to get uh kids back in school and practice uh physical distancing so like right now even even in terms of the athletics we're trying to put together proposals where we can have student athletes into our facilities training but we can we can instill those sanitary measures and the and the and the social distancing measures to an extent you know, at at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, COVID is not going anywhere for two years. You know, even once we get the vaccine, we gotta have trials. Uh, then there's gotta be mass produced. Mm-hmm. Then who gets it and when? So we're we're gonna have to practice living with COVID. Uh, and we know there's a second mm-hmm. there's a second uh, wave that's gonna come. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So I think um, mm-hmm. I think certain places are better suited to deal with it. Like I mentioned, I live in a small town. We got four thousand people. Our university only hosts 4,000 kids. We got a ton of space. We got our own hospital. We're in a remote location. We're uh-huh. in a really good position to practice physical distancing safely. Uh, and then also deal with, you know, what happens if, if we're, we're worried about contamination. But, but, you know, at the same time, there's schools, there's schools down here that have, you know, 50,000 kids and, you know, so that's a lot tougher. So I think it really is just going to be based on um, where you're located. Uh, I think I think school is going to be a goal for the fall. Uh, our government down here has been, you know, dishing out a crazy amount of money. They they created a, a fund for uh, students uh, trying to go back to school in the fall. They created a fund for small businesses and they've given the money. Uh, they they pretty much have given money to everybody, senior citizens. Uh, but what we know is that it's not sustainable. So, you know, we can we, we can flatten the curb as much as we want. It's not going to take away the risk of covid until we find a vaccine uh or or a similar alternative mm-hmm. so we we need to we need to plan for the fall to get started and uh and then we probably need to get ready for you know what happens during the second spike but that's my that's my uh that's my suggestion down here in canada okay. we we even have some provinces that have opened up uh, elementary schools already uh because they need to you know what i mean wow yeah because kids gotta get so yeah. you know, parents gotta get back to work there's no babysitter so uh it's it's interesting um uh and you know it's it's unfortunate yeah. but it is what it is don't y'all have year-round schooling uh we don't no we don't we we uh we go from uh september to about june for high school and for uh university kids we go from september to april Okay, I'm, I don't know why I thought that. Okay, I
0: feel better. <laughs> i was like, Damn. <laughs> no, that year round thing. Yeah. yeah, some some places that do yeah. that. I'm
2: like, y'all crazy. No, listen, a- a- them a- kids gonna lose a- their a- mind. AU, a- a- U- is scheduled on everybody's calendar, man. As soon as you know school's <laughs> supposed to be an out or school ball's done, it's like, let's go, everybody, get ready for AU. You know, we when we come down as Canadians, we don't, we never feel like we're just a Canadian team, right? We always feel like it's us against against you guys, you know. <laughs>
1: right 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 but,
2: yeah that, yeah that, yeah, that's mentality
1: yeah. You gotta have. i agree <laughs>
2: look i love it nothing get the world mentality yeah, baby. Yeah,
1: yeah yeah definitely well we love it Coach. we really appreciate your time for sure
2: uh and i and i love what you guys are doing this is a great way to just kind of keep everybody in the know uh i love that i love that you guys have been mixing it up with top prospects uh coaches high performance uh people that can help with high performance and nutrition uh this is exactly what we need i think this is what the future is about you know, I remember laughing about, you know, laugh, laughing about trainers doing virtual training. I used to say, like, who's 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 who's, who's gonna pay forty dollars an hour for virtual training? All of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, I'm doing virtual training now, right? So, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see how that works? <laughs> well, hey, well you look at this, right? Supply and demand
1: is a mother, ain't it?
2: Definitely, definitely. You know, yeah. So
1: we'll 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 catch back up. Definitely. Um once we get some more information and really know what's going on up there so you can update everybody you know here in the states with, with the current state of what's going on in canada mm-hmm. um, down the road, so we'll definitely get you back on and um, we'll probably be on look later on today and tomorrow making sure we can update those up and coming
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh 21 so we can definitely get them some exposure here in the states
2: absolutely anyway i can uh, be of assistance prentice knows i'm I'm down for the cause. I I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak. Thank you,
0: Coach. Appreciate you. Bye. 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 That was
1: awesome, Cameo. That was actually learning something. Oh, welcome. Man, (laughs) man, man. man. We trying to tell y'all. We're trying to bring people to y'all so you can see what you you gotta make sure you take advantage, listen to this stuff, digest it, research it use it and then share it with a friend. That is what it's all about as we continue to do our part uh to introduce you to people, uh, introduce you to different things and opportunities and continue to grow the game, Pete. I tell you what what I like, one thing
0: I like that you touched on, we ain't
1: the only one that gotta deal with transfers. Man, right, look, they got right? kids that transfer here, go right back. That's crazy. So It ain't, it ain't all us, baby. Hey, anyway. So, <laughs> there it is, my man. So another episode in the books. I am your co-host, yeah. Cameo Williams from Gems in the Gym. And I'm Prince Belly from Ball and Prep. Together, we just rocked the Canadian edition of Ball and Gems Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Continue to support. Continue to listen. Continue to share it with not one friend, but two. That's right. Let's go. on the outside. north. All right. Later. Peace.